Welcome to the episode 14 news segment. I'm Dan Pineda. In NFL news, Judy Batista of NFL.com reports that the Steelers are not expecting Le'Veon Bell to report to the Steelers camp this week during their week 7 bye. Unfortunately, he has had no contact with the team per ESPN's Adam Schefter, and his return to the team remains a mystery. Also in NFL news, Paul Allen, the former owner of the Portland Trailblazers and the Seattle Seahawks, as well as the co-founder of Microsoft, passed away Monday, October 15th due to complications of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was at the very young age of 65. We are very saddened by this loss here at Ride the Pine, and our thoughts and condolences go out to the Allen family. The money that Mr. Allen had earned throughout his Microsoft career allowed him to purchase the Trailblazers organization in 1988 and then the Seahawks in 1996. During his tenure, the Blazers reached the NBA Finals twice, but they never won a title. However, they missed the playoffs only seven times in 30 years. I'd say that's a pretty good track record. The Seahawks won a Super Bowl, meanwhile, and reached three Super Bowls in 12 postseason appearances during his time at the helm of the organization. In NBA news, the NBA regular season kicks off tonight with the Celtics traveling to Philly to face off with the 76ers and the Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to the Bay Area to face the defending champion Golden State Warriors. In Major League Baseball postseason action, the Brewers lead the Dodgers in their series 2-1 in the NLCS, as well as the ALCS, the Red Sox and Astros are currently tied at one game apiece. Game 3 is currently going on right now with the Red Sox up 2-1 on the Astros in Houston. Game 4 between the Dodgers and Brewers will take place later this evening. Finally, in college football news, top defensive prospect in the next year's NFL draft, Nick Bosa, younger brother of NFL linebacker Joey Bosa of the LA Chargers, will be withdrawing from Ohio State to focus on rehabbing and training for the upcoming NFL draft in 2019. Bosa has been out since suffering an injury during a September 15th game against the TCU Horned Frogs. The 6'4", 263-pound edge rusher underwent abdominal surgery in late September and has been ruled out indefinitely ever since. That has been your episode 14 news segment, and now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 14 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and a lot of doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, joined by Kyle and Ron. Guys, how are we doing this week? Dan, you sound like you got a little Western going in you. Yeah. How you doing, everybody? You must be an <laughs> Alabama fan now. No, I, I mean, I, I was watching that 49ers game last night, and man, I felt like a cowboy. Man, those guys were on fire <laughs> last night. It was your uh, shootout right till the end where we did what we know how to do best. <laughs> yep, you 40, yeah. 49ers it up last night. Yep. Yeah, yep. They, they were looking good all game, man. That stinks. I hate when you take the pedal, uh, the your foot off the pedal late in the fourth quarter. They were just running, running. They just gave Aaron Magical Rogers too much time. Yeah, absolutely. Or too many, too many times is what they gave him. Absolutely. 
Uh, so in this episode, we are going to recap the week that was week six in the NFL. Uh, we are also going to uh, make our game picks for week number seven, including our games of the week. And we are also going to have in our final segment um, the fantasy football corner uh, where we're going to do some stuff that we did last week. Uh, and if you, you didn't hear last week's episode, go back and check it out. It was a doozy. Um where on our fantasy football corner, we're gonna do some stardom situm, some guys to that you like, guys that we don't like, and and it's gonna be good. So if you need some help with fantasy, rest assured, we're here for you. Indeed. And there's uh, the doubt comes in there in some retrospect. <laughs> okay, so if you need help in fantasy, rest assured, we're gonna try to be here for you. I like. I it. mean, we can give advice. We just can't <laughs> guarantee it'll be good advice. We'll, we'll get. We'll don't take our her word as you know gospel. It's like, but it's like they say on. Uh, it's like they say on opening arguments. Don't take legal advice from a podcast. Touche. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, guys, what were some games that stood out to you this past week? Other than some of the obvious ones, like the Pats and the Chiefs. That was a talk about a shootout. Oh, uh, yep. That was uh, yeah. Both both those game. games were big. Both yeah. the Sunday night, and Monday night games were fun. There were uh, a lot of scoring. It was, they were good to see. But I cannot believe. I still can't believe that Miami pulled it off against Chicago. I watched that uh, fourth quarter there. I couldn't believe it. There, uh, Chicago just couldn't get it done. I mean, they fumbled on the one yard line too. I can't believe that. Yeah, that was their that chance. happened. Yeah, jeez, heartbreaker. And I think with that game, my thing with that game is that they were taking deep shots all game, and there were times where it paid off and times where it didn't. But then in the fourth quarter, instead of doing, you know, not to put this name out there, but what Tom Brady would do on a two-minute drill, you know, little dump-off passes, six, seven yards, methodically make your way down the field, kick a field goal, you win the game, right? Instead, the Bears are taking these long, deep shots, these really risky passes and they ended up having to punt and then Miami gets the ball back. They drive down the field and they won the game. They deserved it. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I think you can see like the youth in them. They're, they're a great team. Their defense is strong. Their offense is kind of like fun. Everyone kind of likes rooting for Trubisky and their, their running back duo. But really when it comes down to it, they're still a little bit young because they just didn't quite know how to get that drive down. And like you said, they didn't know how to get down there the way they should be. Uh, like they've been playing all year, you know. So you can kind of, I think, you can kind of see their experience showing with uh, that fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah, I mean, and yep. I, I feel for Kenyon Drake though. Man, fumbling on the one yard line, you're that close to a score that wins you the game, and you fumble it. I mean, how yeah, heart wrenching was that? Like you saw him on the sideline, he had his head covered with a towel. Yeah, you know, and I love mm-hmm. the emotion. I'm all about that. I think that's cool. They're passionate, but after a few minutes, man, like take the towel off buck up and watch your team try to win the game, which they did. I think that some players need to be better about. Stop being so selfish. You make a big mistake, that's fine. And you can be bummed out. But don't forget to get back and root for your team to win the game because then it kind of all goes away. Then it was just a, uh, you know, a mistake that they after they won the game instead of losing the game. You know, you, you got to get back in the game and stop worrying about just yourself. Absolutely. What do you think, Ron? No, I um, I mean, I agree. After a little bit, you do have to get back into things. Uh, I just think it was such a big deal for him because, you know, Miami has been kind of up and down, and this was a big game for them. I mean, Chicago has been a really good-looking team, even if their record isn't, like, the best in the league right now. Right. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like he just felt like he had just blown a giant opportunity for his team. And I mean, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're at the game and, you know, it's, it's really close and, you know, something bad could possibly happen. You just can't bring yourself to look, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, what, what a game. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome game to watch. Uh, another game that actually they had some controversy down towards the end was the Cincinnati and uh, Steelers game. What's uh, new? You know, <laughs> the the two of those teams, they always play each other chippy. There's always controversy. There's always uh, arguments and fighting and all that good stuff. But at the end, I don't know if you saw that final play that Antonio Brown scored on. It was a clear pick play past the five-yard mark by a receiver that led to Antonio Brown getting sprung for the touchdown. And Cincinnati fans are livid still. They're like, we should have absolutely won that game. That was an illegal play and this and that. But at this point, why spill, uh, cry over spilt milk? What's done is done. It happened. They can't overturn it now. The game's already done. So just move on. Yeah. You got to just take it on the chin and just move on to the next week. Yeah, that's a Cincinnati thing, though. You know, they love that. They love something to hang on to and something to complain about. Um, but, I mean, that's not going to be called on that route where the receiver was cutting outside anyway, I mean, it, it was barely beyond five yards, right? I don't even know if it was. So, I mean, it, it was a judgment call for sure. To me, it wasn't blatant, uh, and I actually wanted the Bengals to win. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's a Cincinnati thing. They love that, having something to complain about or to blame. I, I mean, if anything, it was six yards. So, I mean, that was so close that those yeah. the refs, you know, would have been crucified for, if they made that call. Because it was it was, right, just, it was so close, it, it could have yeah. gone either way. Because then you would have had the whole oh we didn't, no one no one gets to play the game. You can't hit. And you can't run routes. You know. So I'm sure it'd be it'd be complained about either way for sure. Yeah, I didn't really. I I pretty much only saw the final play, and I didn't really understand why there was any controversy personally. But um, I also don't know what the heck an illegal pick play is. So yeah. Um, well. Basically, yeah. for anyone listening too, so there was a receiver. I don't know if it was Juju Smith or what, but he was lined up, I think, inside of Antonio Brown, more in like the slot. So when Antonio Brown cut across the field, this receiver, I think it was Juju Smith, I'm not sure, cut outside and basically took out Antonio Brown's defender. But he's running a route, right? That's like the whole, the mm-hmm. whole like you know scheme behind it. And I mean, he just pretty much took out the Cincinnati defender leaving antonio brown wide open except for a safety i gotcha i gotcha yeah so that is illegal you know within the first few yards they don't usually call that but like dan said after five is where that's like where the penalty comes into play and it, it was pretty close i'd have to see another replay of again but it probably i probably couldn't blame him for going either way with it yeah i mean i watched like the nfl there's this guy uh the nfl posted a video of like this dude from the nfl like officiating like headquarters or whatever and he kind of explained the whole thing, and I was just like, I really, I don't see anything wrong with this play at all. Like, it just looks yeah. like a regular old football play. So, I don't know. I kind of get it because, like, I also am a fan of bad teams. So, like, I I understand feeling slighted and everything like that. But it looked like it was a legit play to me. So, yeah. Speaking yep. of controversy, what do you guys think about uh, the Chiefs and the Patriots game? There, Tyree Kill, that late touchdown with about three minutes left. First of all, it was an amazing Spider-Man catch, and he just ran around the high school defenders, scored, and his momentum kind of carried him to the end of the end zone, slash you could tell he kind of wanted to, and he went to the end of the end zone where that 
little like you know short wall is and the first first line of um fans are right there and whatever second or two he was there i'm sure there was some little fun trash talk or whatever and the patriot fans flip him off and then the one guy throws his beer in tyree kill's face uh and then i don't know if you guys know but on monday the Patriots sent a letter to that guy that he was disinvited from all future Gillette Stadium events. Yeah, he's he's banned from Gillette for life, and also Tyreek Hill. Is that what should have happened I, or what? I mean, I think pressing charges is a little much. I think, I mean, you're in enemy territory. Yeah, seems People are going to do that. Grant, granted, the guy was probably drunk, and he just was angry that they scored a touchdown late in the game, and kind of impulsively right. just tossed his beer on him. You know, definitely ban ban them from future events. That's fine. Pressing charges, though, little little over the top. I think that's a little much. Yeah, yeah. as far as I know, that was like his agent kind of pushed him for that. Hill allegedly after the game said he didn't really care as much or whatever. And I'm sure you know agents love that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, like what are you gonna get from that? Like what's the guy already? I'm sure is pretty, you know, remorseful. And I mean, Hill doesn't need anything else out of this. He doesn't need publicity or money. So why? Why would there be any sort of suit? You know, right. I, I would hope. Yeah, not. no, I, he he doesn't need the money, and he he shouldn't press charges, in my opinion. But you know, granted, right. I'm I, I'm not Tyree Kill. I mean, if he wants to pursue yeah. that, that's his choice. But yeah, it seems kind of weird too. I, I don't really get it. But yeah, I don't really see any kind of excuse for throwing your beer at somebody. So, um, yeah, I uh, I don't really think it's like the worst thing that anybody's ever done inside of the confines of Gillette stadium. But also like, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with the fact that he got banned, but, uh, I, I also don't know he got if there's for like, life just like that. I thought for sure it'd be some sort of warning or a season or something for life. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are very, very highly paid players. And, uh, yep. That's all I can, uh, that's all I can say about that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they. Yeah, well, like, you know, and, and you know, the NFL is a big deal in, in this country, and everyone watching that, we don't need to see, you know, these uh, people doing these kind of things, and everyone watching all these kids or people watching and getting wrong ideas or seeing the disrespect and all that. So I, I get it. Well, yeah, and I mean, they can always escalate that kind of thing too. Like it could have, you know, been something other than a beer. It could have been something like much more harmful, but I don't actually know how likely that would be. <laughs> to be honest true. with you, like. Uh, <laughs> well what's funny is you know the last time i went to gillette um all the beers are aluminum like that kind of like softer aluminum can and right. uh and they take away your, the caps so the caps can't be thrown at players or thrown onto the field yeah. or anything they even do that for bottled water and i'm just saying to myself oh yeah get the get the hell get the hell over yourself throw yeah i'm just gonna throw a, a plastic bottle cap at a player number one and number two who's gonna hit a player with a plastic bottle cap like come i on. know isn't that funny yeah But there was one other game I wanted to touch on before we took our first break, and that was one that had a lot of drama. Actually, almost as much as the uh, Steelers and Cincinnati game was the Redskins, the Redskins and the Panthers. I don't know if you guys caught this game at all, but yeah, man, I oh did. man, the heat between Josh Norman and Cam Ooh. Newton is real. That heat is 100% real. They really do not like oh, yeah. each other. Yeah, I think Norman's a jerk. I think That's he is kind too. He's of how a he show, struck he's me a, too. He's a showboating clown. But Cam Newton is also kind of arrogant in in his own right. And <laughs> well, there were sure, the, yeah. 
there, there were there were times during that game where Cam would like get up from a run and Norman would be like just walking back to get reset for the next play, and Cam would just purposely walk right into him, just toss a shoulder, just cause, just cause he's Cam, <laughs> just cause he can get away with it. And then he's getting a little better at that. He used to be really bad a few years ago. I'll have to post yeah. a picture on the Instagram account, but there was a picture taken of Josh Norman smiling ear to ear when they won the game, when the Redskins won. And they're shaking hands. Cam is actually looking like he's trying to pull away from Josh Norman with the most PO'd look on his face. Like, I don't want to shake your hand type look. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. And I'm saying to myself, get over it. You guys had a few when you were teammates. Cool. How long ago was that? Two years ago? Oh, yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are not children. It's just, it's, it's a business. Get, That's their personality, it. though, for sure. They are. They will always go at it, especially with that. You know, they're both looking to take their division right now. So, man. Yep. yep. What What do you think, Ron? Uh, I didn't get to watch the game, but I agree. I I don't really particularly care for Josh Norman. Um, and I know that Cam Newton also has a big ego, so you know it doesn't surprise me that they didn't really get along after the game, uh, especially with all that tension that they had. You know, you after all those years playing together. Ego? What was that? Uh, you think he has a big ego? Is it like, it's not because he like pretends to rip off his shirt and expose a Superman ass. That's not it, is it? Is that why you think he has oh. a big ego? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> I mean, have I mean, any he, really uh, solid reasons. But, I you mean, know. He, he, he's not oh, full shit. of himself at all. I mean, he's totally no. a humble guy. Yeah, you know what? I may have, uh, I may have uh, you know, pegged him wrong on this one. He might, uh, he might be the most humble guy in the NFL. Now that I think about it. Mm. Um. One last thing before we take a break. Um, I did touch on this on the news segment about the false reports about Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if you guys read about this. So, you know, I would cut back a couple weeks ago. We had talked about how there was a report out that he was going to show up during the bye week. Yeah. That was a false report. Uh, he has still not made contact with the team. And he is. St- there was a meeting that was supposed to happen yesterday that they were expecting him to be there for, and he was he did not show. I love this. This is so juicy. Yeah. I love this. Interesting. Well, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this. Like, what do you think this is going to happen great. going forward? I mean, this is ridiculous. It's, how long has this gone on for now? Two, two and a half, three months now? Yeah. Um. Yeah, right around there. Um. Um. I, I really I don't know what to say. Like, honestly, I just – I completely don't care anymore (laughs) like i think that um i mean if if he doesn't want to play a full year like just because he's bitter at his team or whatever like fine go for it dude like honestly i feel like at this point they just want to get rid of him and um yeah i don't know why he wouldn't show up to those meetings because i feel like that would have led to you know him being gone even quicker so yeah what do you what do you think kyle yeah you know, my prediction, I don't think he's going to play this year, but uh, I think he's fine with that. I think yeah. he needs to make, I think he's making a statement. You know, he didn't want to get the franchise tag. This is the third year, right? Yeah. Uh, he's already paid, yeah. played under it twice and he told. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He told the Steelers he didn't want to play under it again. They offered it to him again. He's like, absolutely not. I'm not playing under and it. And he, and he gave yeah. in and then that was last year, then this year. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I thought it was really lame of him to say. Oh, I'm gonna give in, but in a few weeks, you know. In other words, this week. I think that's stupid to do. Either don't give in or just come back. So I get his stance on it, but I don't. You know, I mean, the guy is amazing, and I think he has enough mm-hmm. money 
I wouldn't be surprised if he sits out the whole year. I don't know. Yeah, I think he just keeps. I think he d- keeps doing this stuff. Um, so can they he trade can. Him? I, th- I think they can now, but I think I he just keeps. I think he keeps doing this stuff so that he can like you know kind of mess with them the way that they he feels like they've messed with him. So you think, I don't know. So you think part of this whole false reporting of him coming back or whatever you think this is he has to do with this? I think it's mind games, honestly. Like it could be that the media got it wrong, honestly, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I I don't know. It could be one or one of you know a couple things, but like I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of you know mind games in there. So. Yeah, there's some weird people in Pittsburgh. They they have some some strange people there. There's some Antonio Brown is a is a big personality and like, yeah. they're they're kind of funny. I, I I don't know what to expect really, but I will if I had to make a guess, he's not going to play this year. And yeah. whoever owns freaking James Conner, then good for you. Jeez. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, and and you know one thing I wanted to say before we go to break is uh, if he does play this season. It will not be in the AFC. That is my prediction. I'm sticking oh, to it. Boy. He will not be oh. traded inside the AFC. He will play for an NFC team. Le'Veon, if you're listening, buddy, I don't like you for what you did, but if you want to come on over to San Francisco, I'll love you again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, the Rams are 6-0. and Don't forget that. We can't forget it's that. We will, we will talk wow. about that on our second half. Uh We're going to take our first break, and when we get back, we'll make our game picks for week number seven. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it.
you don't listen to the heavyweight jumps? Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Well, listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. (laughs) The Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same Same fat fat channel. channel. Hey guys, it's Ron back here uh, with the final stretch of the intermission segment. In this last segment, I just wanted to take a second to recognize our awesome sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Uplift Pomade is a hot new line of hair care products born straight out of Wakefield, Mass. And they care about your hair. That is to say, they want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Danielli, used his original Uplift Pomade on our own Dan Pineda for his wedding day. And I mean, with hair like that, it was impossible for his wife to say anything other than I do. Uplift Pomade is alcohol-free, soy-free, gluten-free, vegan, and infused with USDA organic essential oils. It is also cruelty-free, which means that they refuse to test on animals. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade products, and they will give to you a $2 credit towards your next purchase. It's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So if your hair care product just isn't doing the job for you, check out Uplift Pomade. Currently available at Wholesale Barbershops, Over the Top Barbershop at 209 Albion Street, Wakefield, Mass. 01880, and coming soon online at upliftpomade.com. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. And welcome back, everybody, from our first break. Um, Kyle, Ron, and I, we're going to jump right in to our slate of games for week number seven in the NFL. The first game we got up, Thursday Night Football. Man, this should be a good one. said nobody this week. The Broncos (laughs) versus the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Um I mean, it's a. Two, I mean, can you blame me, Ron? Can you blame me? It's a two and three team against a one you? and four team. Like they have three combined wins. Who throws this Dan, shit? Dan, I heard you're going to clean Honestly. your bathroom instead of watching this game. <laughs> you know, I will. Uh, I will actually be in Vermont when this game is going on, but I'm glad I won't be watching this game. It's a. Weird, it's just a weird matchup. It's Th- so Thursdays, weird. Uh, they're, they're good at this, like, strange, like, small market games or the interconference. Like, the Broncos and the Cardinals play once every four years, and there, there would never be a rivalry, and there never was. <laughs> no interest. Well, you know, Fox is always good at picking out totally true things, like, people will care about this game. So, yeah. Um, yeah I'm not looking forward to this at all. I think that if I'm going to pick somebody, it's going to be Denver because they have the better record. And Arizona's just looked like hot garbage just all year, which is amazing to me because I think that they, you know, for the last couple of years, they had been highly touted as like one of those teams that's about to break out. And now they're yeah. looking like they're in rebuild. So, or maybe free fall. So, free yeah. falling. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm taking Denver as well. Uh, I'm actually, don't get me wrong, I'm going to love the game regardless. I love watching Thursday night football. Um, I think the Broncos will take care of business. and I think they might stack up some rushing yards in this game, uh, especially between their two top backs there, Lindsey and Freeman. So we'll see, but I, I'm definitely uh, going Denver. Well, at least somebody loves to watch Thursday night football. I do, man. Yeah. I'm such a football addict. I don't care who it is. I'll make fun of it, though. Yeah. What's funny is, you know, we're obviously planning this trip to go up to Vermont for my cousin's wedding this weekend. Uh, but uh, my wife, Bridget, mentioned when we were packing the other day, she goes, are we going to go uh, when we go up on Thursday? Can we walk, go somewhere and watch the Thursday night football game? I looked at the matchup That's and I was like, are you sure? Because <laughs> this, the, 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 this is this is going to be worse than last week. Um, yeah. and, and I called last week a dumpster fire. I, I don't know what this is. This might be a two dumpster fire. Um, I, I it's I, just I, going over the ashes again with a flamethrower. That's what it is. Yeah, dumping more gas on top and then lighting it up again. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to go with the Broncos in this one. Um, just like you guys it's said, it's a sweep. The the the, the yeah. Cardinals just have looked like you know four day old garbage all season long and i just i have no confidence zero uh i think broncos yeah. just walk into arizona and take their lunch money um i used that last week but i don't care um then it's okay actually, they, they, have, the f- they still have lunch money you know eh, some but they're nearly broke um yeah but for the first time this season we actually have a nine thirty game on sunday yeah, it is, is going to be overseas in London. We got the Tennessee Titans at the LA Chargers. Man, those London fans back to back weeks. They get yeah. breakfast of London. football. Breakfast this football. Great. Nothing yeah, wrong with waking up for some breakfast football. Uh, and another oh, consecutive wait. week where they bring a team over from the Western Conference, essentially, like from the Western part of the league, and put them in London. It's like they want to get some wins for the Eastern Conference teams, but. Uh, you know, I guess you don't really count Seattle or who else was it? Was it Oakland? Yeah, they were playing yeah, each other Oakland. last week. Poor Oakland. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. They're joining the CFL, actually. Yeah. Well, they probably should. They probably have a little bit more they success going should. up against the Hamilton, whatever the hell they're called. So. Or maybe Arena. Um, Those Hamilton yeah. Tiger Cats. Is that? I think that's what it was. I don't. I don't actually remember. But uh, I will say this: yeah. uh, like you had mentioned, Ron. You know, pulling West Coast teams over to London. You know, for a. Uh, early game over there i mean it's it's tough it's got to be tough for them but i think I mean, the way the chargers looked last week against a browns team that's very much improved they uh they kicked down the door stomped on some people and then kicked down the door again after putting it back up um yeah it, it was a massacre I'm, i mean melvin gordon how many touchdowns did he have did he have three yeah again oh, i don't know the guy's on fire he's he, uh, so good and, you know, I, last week I had said Melvin Gordon is a difference maker. You guys both picked the Browns. And I had said Melvin Gordon is yeah, a difference maker. He's a monster. Yeah. And he will be the difference in that game. And sure enough, three touchdowns well, he's later. The difference, he's the difference in every game for them. Granted, he's a star. I just thought we, I'd see the other Cleveland show up. Yeah, no, yeah I was just optimistic for Cleveland just because yeah. like, they've been building on stuff, you know. Yeah, so. exactly, yeah. Because they're just not there yet. But in this game... Uh, I think the Titans start their downfall. I think Chargers in this one, they have to win. Yeah, I agree. Even though yeah. it's uh, we have like the Chargers coming over from the West Coast, and we have 
you know, Tennessee coming over from the Eastern, you know, conference. Well, I keep saying conference. I'm, I'm so in, you know, just into hockey right now. Um, you but you know, NHL from the East. The <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I feel like Tennessee's going to have a little bit less jet lag, but I think the chargers are still a good enough team that they should win there too. Yeah. The chargers look, they look pretty good this year. Their offense is, is killer and they haven't even really utilized their receivers that much, but Melvin Gordon, man, he would he'd be a top one or two running back in the league if he was on a bigger a bigger market team. He's just you're not going to get the same love if you're in on the Chargers. Uh, the guy is so good, he's so versatile. Um, I mean, he, anytime he gets two or three touchdowns, I'm not really that surprised. So I'm taking the Chargers. I don't know if I agree about LA not being a big market. To be honest with you, <laughs> they just don't just have Los the, Angeles. LA is a market where they were in San Diego, and the team in general just does not have a big following. Um, they, yeah, they don't get that fair. attention. Since Ladainian Tomlinson, he was he was the yeah. best of the time, and he wasn't even how we treat Todd Gurley and Le'Veon now. Yeah, yes, I'm taking anyway. the Chargers. All yeah. right. Um, next game we got up, we got the Panthers at the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I almost picked this one as my game of the week, but I actually refrained from it. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, it should you, be. You got two solid defenses and. You know, two pretty stout offenses as well. Uh, what do you guys think about this matchup? Yeah, this was like the powerhouse matchup last year. These two teams were looking looking strong. Um, and right now, I, I don't know if either one of them are, you know, playoff bound. But uh, is this game in Philly? This game, this uh, game yes, is in yes. Philly, yes. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Um, ah, they're going to eke it out. I definitely believe in Carolina a lot, but I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Yeah, um... I have to agree. I think that Philadelphia is going to do pretty, pretty well this week. Um, I mean, they have the home field advantage, and I think that they're, you know, they're they're keen to, you know, basically try to keep things going, you know, in a positive direction. Um, you know, I think who did they play last week? They played the Giants, and they just absolutely demolished them. So, yeah, I think that the, uh, the I think the Eagles are going to win this one and uh, continue to build on their success. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting for Wentz to find his mojo, and I, I think he's just about there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think <clears throat> I think the thing for me is uh, Cam made a lot of uh, you know bad throws in the game this game this past week against the Redskins, and I think his uh, luck against the uh, NFC East um, continues to not be a factor because I think he's going to lose again to the NFC East. I think the Eagles take this game. Yep. All right, the next game we got up one should be interesting the minnesota vikings at the new york jets mm, that's yeah. a very interesting matchup yeah yeah crazy i never thought i would say it but i think i think i'm gonna take the jets in this game uh minnesota the start of the year was top defense one of the top teams in the league i don't know i don't know what i think about it right now i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna try the jets um i think that's a pretty fair pick i think this is gonna be a more evenly matched game than it appears on paper um, the Jets are doing much better right now than I had even anticipated, you know, earlier this year. Um, so, I mean, I don't have a problem with that one, but I think I'm going to go with Minnesota. I think that, I, I don't know. I just, I have trouble picking the Jets just because like, that's just, that, that would, that would, you know, I feel like that would really burn me. So I'm going Minnesota. You know, th- this game was tough for me, you know, looking this game over as, you know, the Jets put up a ton of points this week. And, you know, and so did Minnesota. Minnesota put up a good amount of points this week as well. Uh, I think your difference maker is the run game. If Dalvin Cook plays, Vikings win. If he does not, the Jets do. 
Uh, I think I think as of right now, I'm picking the Jets because it looks like Dalvin will not play. Uh, I think they are strong on offense, and I think that has something to do with the progression of Sam Darnold. He looked really good last week. Um, he's getting and, there, he's and getting he's there. he's getting better and better every yep. single week, and it's pretty impressive. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely a tough matchup to call, but as of right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a, pick the Jets in this one. Uh, I gotta say, I, next... I don't know if it matters if Cook plays though. I mean, Latavius Murray looked great last week. They had all kinds of rushing yards, and their their receiving core is what kills teams. You're right, but then I on, can't believe how good they are on the Jets side. You got a guy like Bilal Powell and Isaiah Crowell who are running yeah. the heck out of the ball. Then you got guys like Robbie from? Anderson and Quincy Anunwa who are just making plays all over the field. And then obviously you got a leader like Jermaine Curse on that offense making plays everywhere. I I mean, this game could end up easily being as much of a shootout as the Packers and and 49ers game was last night. Uh yeah, for sure. I could, I could easily see this game each team putting up at least 30. Uh so that should should be a pretty intriguing matchup. Uh yeah. the next game we got up, I'm sure Ron's pretty excited about is the Bills at the Colts. Ooh. Yeah. I, I think... am very excited about this. You know what? Hey, this is my game of the week because it's got the cheapest tickets on ESPN.com. I like that. Yeah, the I, cheapest I like tickets in uh, for the whole week. You want to know how much they're going for right now? How about $10? Yeah, yeah you're actually undervaluing it by just a little bit. Oh, my God. $10.50? <laughs> uh, it's still just a little bit under. $10.75? <laughs> still just a little bit under. $11. <laughs> yes, you are correct. $11. For one of the 2,821 tickets available on ESPN.com for the I'm Buffalo go Bills at the tickets. Indianapolis I cannot Colts. believe I could buy a ticket for $11. I can't believe it. It's got to be parking. Yeah. yeah, I know. I I don't know. I don't know where they get these figures, but you know what? I don't blame them. I mean, so I didn't bring it up during the um, during the recap, you know, segment. But uh, Josh Allen kind of got injured last week, and uh, he's expected to miss at least two or three games. So that leaves the Bills in a very interesting position. They have to choose between either Derek Anderson, who has a bit of a history with Brian Dable, you know, the Bills offensive coordinator, um, or Nathan Peterman, who, um, well, if you watched the game last week, you already know why that's a bad idea. Or if you've just ever watched Nathan Peterman in general, you know why it's a bad idea. Um... I'm picking the Colts because the Bills have like literally no chance at this if they have to deal with one of those guys at quarterback. Like, there's there's no way unless they make a last minute signing and they go out and they get Colin Kaepernick, they're they're screwed. So, I'm going with the Colts. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Indianapolis. Uh, just better quarter quarterback situation and better receiving core. Uh, both their defenses kind of stink right now, uh, so I don't expect much out of them. Uh, Actually, but who knows? Watch, watch <laughs> Buffalo pull this one off after we thought they couldn't beat the Vikings. So I don't well, know. Well, that's the thing too. Like I just thought about it, and I was like, their defense last week was actually really good. I think they sacked Deshaun Watson like five or six times. Like their defense looked really good, but then they went and screwed up that punt, and it was all just, just bad from there. Like <laughs> if they had just caught the ball, if they had just caught. The freaking ball. <laughs> you know. Family uh, show, the, Ron. Family show. I know. That's why I went back and censored myself. To be honest, I really um, don't know what families are li- listening to this other than a bunch of 
middle-aged guys, so I don't know if we have much to worry about. Yeah, well, still. Um, yeah, last week made me very angry. Very angry. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, but I their can, defense I, is actually I, doing pretty okay right now. I can't say that for Indianapolis. I, I can't tell at all that you're angry, that you're an angry Bills fan. I had no idea. I, uh, yeah, I know. I definitely didn't text you like immediately following the game and say I hate Nathan Peterman in, in, in all capitals. And that this episode, yeah, and that this episode is going to be called "Everybody Still Hates Nathan Peterman." So. <laughs> such a good, <laughs> such a good one. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna shock you guys right now. I think before Sunday, Nathan Peterman gets cut. Derek Anderson is a starter, and. You guys might be down on Derek Anderson a little bit. He is a former Super Bowl starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, he's probably past his prime, but he's still a veteran. Past his prime is an understatement, Dan. How did he, he get drafted in 2005? That was two years before I graduated high school. <laughs> oh, my God. I was almost in college. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a long time ago. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Bills in a landslide. Indianapolis can't could, couldn't stop water if they fell out of a boat. They 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 can't <laughs> stop anything on defense. Their offense is anemic. I mean, yeah, they put up what twenty points last week. It was luck. Uh, like and, Andrew Luck, or like they got lucky. Both. Uh, oh, okay. And also, they don't have Ty Hilton again this week. Without Ty Hilton, that offense is not the same, and they don't have a run game at all. I, I got the Bills in this one. I think the Bills are going to pull out a win. They're going to go into Indy, and uh, they're going to sack Andrew Luck 10 times. I wouldn't be surprised. Their offensive line well, is like a sieve. Make my day. Yeah, that would definitely make my day. I know it would. And I'll be getting texts from you in all capitals again. Oh, um, my God. The Bills are going to the Super Bowl behind Nathan Peterman. Oh. <laughs> Said no one ever. Yeah, no, that's the only time you're ever going to hear that said by anybody. <laughs> anybody and it was ever. a joke. Yeah. Um, the next game we got on the docket is actually my game of the week. Uh, while Kyle gets off the highway, someone sounds like they're driving over there. Uh, Whoops, sorry about that. The Patriots at the Chicago Bears. Uh, again, like I said, my game of the week. I, oh, think, this, game. I think this is going to be a very intriguing game. I think... Uh, a lot of things could happen. Uh, Bears defense kind of showed some vulnerability with some deep shots this past week and giving them some bad penalties. Um, I think, obviously, I'm picking the Pats this week. Uh, and it, But I don't think it's going to be a landslide. I think this is going to be a very close game. Chicago will play them tough because they play them tough at home. It's probably going to be pretty cold. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a 21-17 Patriots win. What do you guys do you think, think this is like the do do you think this is like the the toughest stretch of their schedule right now? I mean, they had to go in and play Kansas City. That game came down to the wire, like, and then they're going to go up against the Bears, who have been like just resurgent lately. Do you do you think this is the toughest part of New England's schedule? Yeah, these back to back games are definitely the tough part of their schedule, for no doubt about it. And then yeah. you got Green Bay in a few weeks too, right? Yeah, um, yeah uh, probably. It, It'll be in Foxborough as well. And then they got the Vikings later on down their schedule yeah. as well. Yeah. No joke. Well, I don't see that one being as close. So, anyway. Um, yeah, I think with this one, I, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chicago. Um, solely because they're at home. And I know that's a tough environment to play in. 
Um, and I feel like they are legitimate right now. I mean, it's probably going to be the pick that like really bites me, you know, the most. But uh, I'm going with Chicago this week. So. Yeah, they both should put up some big points. They're definitely offensive teams. Uh, Bears defense. I'm curious if they can hold up with New England, but I definitely see the uh, Patriots taking this one for sure. Conversely, this is also the most expensive game of the week at three hundred twenty-four dollars nice. a ticket. A, so that's understandable. That makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, for sure. The next game we got up uh, is the Cleveland Browns at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, another game that's kind of interesting. You got a Tampa Bay team that struggled to put up points and a Cleveland team that struggled to put up points. So the question is, who's going to give? And I think the Browns win this game. I think the way that they kind of hung with it against L.A., you know, granted it was a landslide at the end, but they were still fighting, still a lot of, you know, heart that they showed. I, I was pretty impressed. Uh, I think Cleveland comes into Tampa and they beat the Bucks at home. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh, I I'm think I'm more the Browns. Sorry, you go ahead. Down train. I just don't. I, I got to let them see. I, I got to see him get another W before I can get behind him again. And I think Tampa's going to be a little bit better here with Jameis Winston. He's. Uh, I think it's going to work out really well for them. So I'm going to have to go with Tampa, even though I do want to pick Cleveland. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, Winston has just been a, a great player for his whole career, basically. Um, even though they lost to Atlanta, it wasn't by very much last week. Um, and, I mean, it really depends on if we get the Browns that, you know, went up against L.A. last week or the Browns that went up against Oakland a couple weeks ago where they had that shootout. Um, personally, I see it being more like the latter, where this is going to be a really high-scoring affair. And um, I think that in the end, at, you know, at the end of everything, I think that's going to be Cleveland coming out on top. So, I yep. agree. Um, next game we got on the docket is the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, a little division matchup there. Um, I think this is pretty interesting. You know, Jaguars kind of had a rough week against Dallas, which I don't think anybody was really expecting. Um, that was weird. But then you, then you got a Texans team that's on fire on defense. They had 22 points uh, in fantasy football. In my Yahoo Fantasy League, that's a that's a lot for defense, and you know, well deserving. A lot, lot of sacks, a lot of turnovers. Um, so it's a tale of two defenses. The question is, does this come down to field goals, or what do you guys think? Uh, I think it's going to be like a really ugly game, honestly. Um, I think that it's going to be, you know, kind of like you said, it's going to be a defensive matchup. I feel like, you know, Deshaun Watson is a much better player than Blake Bortles. I think that. I mean, I feel like Houston has a much has a not a much better offense, but has a better offense than Jacksonville does right now. So, I'm going to go with Houston, and um, I think it's going to be close, though. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to this game. I think it should be good. It's a good division rival game for them, um, and Jacksonville is just not doing what I thought they would this year. So, I'm taking the Texans. Uh, I like their offense a lot more, and uh, their defense is looking pretty strong too. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. Uh, I'm taking the Houston Texans as well, based on not only their defense, but there's a certain guy on offense, not named Deshaun Watson, who's going to carry him to a W. And his name is DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins guy baby. is an absolute freak of nature. Um, he can literally catch anything that's thrown at him. I think the Texans win. Like I said before, it'll be close, maybe a field goal difference, but I think the Texans pull it out down there in Jacksonville. 
a couple games left to go over before we go to our next break, but we got the Detroit Lions at the Miami Dolphins. I think this should be a pretty solid game also. Um, What do you guys think about this matchup? I'm going Detroit. Uh, I just, I'm not a believer in Miami. And uh, I like Detroit's offense a lot. I like the receiving core. Uh, Yeah, I'm taking Detroit. Um, Yeah, I think this is one of those games that's really, um, on paper, like it's kind of underrated. Like, I feel like, you know, at first glance, when I saw this on the schedule, I was like, oh man, that's like the most boring game in the world. Who's going to want to watch that? But given how these teams have performed this this year, I think that it's actually probably going to be, you know, one of those like diamond in the rough kind of games. Um, I think I'm going to go with Miami, which is a weird thing to say, but I just, you know, even though they're not being horribly consistent right now, like I, I still think that they're, I don't know. I just, I, I can see them going over Detroit. That's pretty much, yeah. Don't really have any, I have a reason for it. Just, I have a feeling. I got a reason for you, Ron. They're three and zero at home this season. I gotta go That's with Miami. They're uh, they're really good at home. I, I'd say if this is in Detroit, this would probably be a different story. But they are um, clicking on all cylinders at, at the moment. Um, I I gotta go with the Dolphins at home. Um, next game we got up, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Baltimore Ravens, which is another kind of sneaky oh, good good game matchup because it's two very solid defenses. Uh, I really like the Saints in this match, uh, mainly because, you know, you do have a tale of two differences, but if you had to choose which offense is more prolific, you have to go with the Saints. With Drew Brees and Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and Ben Watson, it's just too many weapons on offense. And I don't think um, Baltimore can cover all their bases. I think Saints win this one in what is a very close match. I think that it's very possible that, you know, we get a a really tight game um here as well it's another one of those like you said you know it's it definitely sneaky good like i didn't go into this year expecting baltimore to be anything but they've shown every week that they're you know consistency it's consistently a really uh talented team um i think new orleans is still going to pull it off as well just because drew Brees is you know just a just a beast um but i think it's going to be a really entertaining game and really close yeah i want to see this game uh, I think Baltimore gets the edge on defense and New Orleans gets the edge on offense. Um, I'm looking forward to them trying to stop New Orleans. Breeze is really flowing right now, and his receiving core looks good, and now he has this two-headed uh, monster in Kamara and Ingram. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm definitely taking the Saints. Yeah, I think you're right, Kyle. I think this two-headed monster, Kamara and Ingram, that's definitely the difference. I think the... You know, Ingram did poach a lot of touchdowns from Kamara last week or two weeks ago. Um, I think it's going to be more balanced this week. I think they got to get Kamara more involved because um, the Ravens have a pretty stout run defense. So we'll see how that works out. But I am looking forward to watching that game. Uh, the next game we got up, we got another division rivalry game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins. The Redskins have been pretty hot as of late. What do you guys think about this game? I mean, I feel like Washington has to win. I mean, Dallas Dallas has had some success in recent weeks. Um, you know, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott's doing a lot. Dak Prescott's finally, you know, kind of coming back. But I feel like Washington is just an all-around more solid team. Um, so I'm going to go with Washington on this one. And, yeah. I don't know what to think of this. These two teams 
bounce back and forth every year. I feel like you can never trust one either way. Um, but Dallas looked pretty good last week. Um, so did Washington, I guess. But I'm going to take Dallas. Yeah, no. In, in this game, you know, like like you had said, guys, you know, it flips flops every year. You know, one week they're good, one week they're bad. The next week you're like, I don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> I, I got to go with the Cowboys for one simple reason. Ezekiel Elliott is just a beast. Uh, and the fact that they're using him not only for running but for pass catching as well, I think that's the difference. And I think the Cowboys go on the road and they beat the Redskins in Washington. Hey, real quick, you guys, what do you think? There's been a lot of talk about Jason Garrett. Does he stay? Should he go in Dallas? I think he stays. The way that he's able to uh, handle all the stuff that's been going on, you know, with Des Bryant and then, you know, the tough start and how he's bounced back in a couple big games against some good defenses, I think he has to stay. I think it would be a crime if he got fired. I think he's... I think he's a great coach, and, you know, I don't think he deserves to get fired. I don't think this whole issue is his fault by any means. I mean, there's way more value in Dak and Ezekiel than is being used, so it's it's tough to figure out where to point the fingers. I'm just kind of curious. I, I think he stays. I don't know if he's the answer, but I think he stays. All right. The next game we got up, we got three games left um, before we go to our last break. Uh, we got the L.A. Rams. The undefeated 6-0 L.A. Rams against the oh. San Francisco 49ers in San Fran. Uh, Kyle, oh, I'm going right to you, my friend. Oh, they could be coming off a big win in Green Bay and then getting ready to take down the 6-0 Rams, but it's not going to happen. I'll take the Rams. They just look too good right now. Gurley and their offense. Man, um, I wouldn't be surprised if San Fran uh, kind of stays in it through three quarters, but I, uh, I do think the Rams will win. I think this has the potential to be like the big upset game of the week um, with San Francisco somehow figuring out a way to solve this riddle, you know, that is the L.A. Rams. But I still think that the Rams are going to win, you know, at the end of the day. Like I I, for some reason, this like says that it could be the, the, the shocker of the week, but I'm still picking L.A. I mean, they've just been just all cylinders firing, just, you know, just on fire. Great team. So I'm going with the Rams, but I could see it being an upset at the end of the day. Yeah. What really surprised me this past week with the Rams is that Jared Goff did not have one touchdown pass, yet they still put up over 20 points. And that reason is Todd Gurley. He is an absolute freak. Best player in football right now uh, with a great defense. No way the Rams lose this game. I think they win in what may start as a close game, but will not end as a close game. Um, I got the Rams by at least two touchdowns on this game. Uh, the next game we got is actually our Sunday night football game. We got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. This should be chippy, to say the least, because Cincinnati, whenever there's a game that involves Cincinnati... Hands are thrown, punches are thrown, arguments, complaining, the whole nine. That's just the MO of Cincinnati in general. Um, but I think Kansas City completely wipes the floor with Cincinnati. I don't think it's going to be close at all. So I have this weird theory about Cincinnati and uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's just teams that wear orange and black, honestly, because that's the same kind of thing that would happen with the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. If you think about it. That's not so, that's like, not a bad point. 
Yeah, it always gets gritty, if you will. Um, womp, womp, yeah. womp, womp. <laughs> I think that after last week, coming so close to defeating the Patriots, I think Kansas City's going to come into this game and they're going to be fired up. They're going to want to, you know, they, they're going to want this win um, more than they probably wanted any other win. So I think that Kansas City comes in and I think they really just, I think that they, they, they beat the Tara Cincinnati. I'm not going to say it's going to be like, they're, they're, they're going to like run away with it, but I think you're right. I think it's going to be a very aggressive physical game. And I think Kansas City is going to come out on top. I don't know if it's going to be by a lot, but I think it's going to be by a ton. And, and what, <laughs> kind of what do you think? Yeah, I did the Kyle swerve there. Yeah, no, I, I think Kansas City wins it. Like you said, they're, they're coming out ready to go. They're a little bit mad they lost. Uh, the, you know, the Rams got the rec- the better record on them. The Pats just got the better of them, you know, so they're ready to prove it. Um, I think Cincinnati will, will hang in a little bit due to Casey's bad defense, but I think Kansas City will control the game for sure. I think they'll have the lead that, you know, Cincinnati might stick in it, but man, Kansas City's offensive weapons are just fun to watch. I, I love it. Uh, they're very comfortable now, so I, I definitely expect Kansas City wins, especially in a very loud Arrowhead Stadium. I just keep like fantasizing about that Kansas City Chiefs LA Rams Super Bowl. Like I think that that is be, fun. Oh, such That's a great an offensive game. battle. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. And the last game we got up. Um, before I say who it is, because I have a feeling you guys know already. Um, we started off the week with a weird matchup, and we're ending the week with a weird matchup. You got the New York Giants going to Atlanta to face the Falcons. Mm. Uh, I, I, I forgot to say real quick, guys, that that was my game of the week, the Sunday night game. I forgot about that, the, the Chiefs-Bengals. <laughs> uh, I'm not going with the Giants for the, the game of the week, that's for sure. But uh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no problem. Uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, on this game, Kyle? This should be a, a interesting one, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta's lost my trust. I don't know if they're – I don't know. They don't seem to be the same. Um, and the Giants – Sometimes perform when you don't expect it. Um, man, I, I really want to take the Giants, but I think Atlanta will still take this game. Um, I mean, I feel like Atlanta is kind of in that situation where they are consistently inconsistent, and the Giants are kind of in a spot right now where they're still rebuilding yeah, and sure. they're trying to like they're trying to build around Saquon Barkley. Um, so currently they're consistently bad, even though his fantasy scores are consistently amazing. Um, really? Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to go with the team that's definitely more consistent on this one, and I'm going to pick the Giants, even though um, I think that it might be you know, a really close game. Yeah, I I, I got to go with the Giants, too, for the one simple reason that Saquon Barkley put up over 200 yards of total offense by himself last week against Philly, who is no slouch on defense by any means. He had 99 yards rushing and 130 yards receiving. That's yeah, That's ridiculous. <laughs> if that team could get it going, man, he would put up, you know, like even bigger numbers like Todd Gurley, but the, the team stinks. Yeah. Hey, do you guys want to hear like a really fun stat? What's that? So, we, we love that. So on ESPN, uh, they, they list like the passing leader, rushing leader, all that stuff. Um, all three, the passing leader, the rushing leader, and the receiving leader, all of them were from the Giants, um, with the passing leader being Eli Manning, obviously. But rushing and receiving leader, both Saquon Barkley. So... It's kind of crazy that like that they lost crazy. so badly, but they had like the top players in the game. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy to think that 
uh, a guy like Barkley who's got the size of just like this beefy running back, but has the speed of like a of like a Barry Sanders. It's it's yeah. it's crazy to think about. He's got great hands too. Great hands catches the ball in the backfield. He runs it like a horse. It's it's amazing to watch. Um, yeah, he came player. into the league like ready to go too. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. he he wasn't pausing for anybody. I, I think he just came in. He was just like, I want to I want to go like right now. Let's 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 get this going. Yep. Um, but those are our week seven game picks. Uh, we're gonna take our second break, and when we get back, we are going to have our fantasy football corner. We're going to make some stardom sit-ems, some scenarios for you guys, and uh, try to help you guys as much as we can with your fantasy teams for week number seven. Stay tuned. Hey, listener. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice from the underground. Welcome back, everybody, from our last break. Uh, We're going to jump right in to our fantasy football corner. Uh, I wanted to touch on the stats for our start in sitems from last week. I did compile those statistics. I'm going to start with you, Ron. Uh, mm-hmm. Ron, your start for the week was Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. He did have seven targets. He had three receptions for 37 yards. Uh, right, for, so for 5.2 points. So not terrible, not great, uh, but yeah. at least... You know, if you won by 5.2 points, uh, it was because of Sterling Shepard. So so if you started him, there you go. good job. Um, mm-hmm. Your sit for the week was Vance McDon- McDonald, who had eight targets, seven receptions for 68 yards, but also had a fumble lost. He only ended up with 8.3 points. So, All right. So overall, not too shabby on his end either. So um, overall, I think... Uh, Think you did pretty well this week, Ron. I'd have to. I have oh. to say, I'd say it was a wash, but all right. Um, I gotta say, I'm kind of bitter. I lost by point four, and I started Sterling Shepard. I thought that was a pretty down week for Shepard. And no offense to you, Ron. Not not a bad call. I tried playing him too, but that's that's pretty poor in my opinion. Meh. You know, I just kind of pick and choose by throwing darts at a board. So yeah, no, I I felt I felt him this week for sure, but damn. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, I'm actually going to go to you next with your uh, stardom and sit So you had mentioned to start Alfred Blue, which on paper was actually a very good call on your point with uh, Lamar Miller being banged up. He had seven rushes for 26 yards. He had three targets, two receptions for 17 yards, and 5.3 points. So Yeah, Lamar was back in the game more. It was definitely not as much Blue. Yeah, and then uh, your sit was David Johnson, which again on paper was a very, very good call. Um, he had 18 rushes for 55 yards, so not too great, but he did have a touchdown. And then he had two receptions on five targets for 15 yards and a fumble. He had 12 points total. So I think that without that touchdown, it's it, it would have been a wash for you as well, but otherwise well done. Yeah, he's put up some pedestrian numbers this year. He's yet to look that good. 
And then uh, my start for last week was Robbie Anderson. Um, after coming off a three reception, 120 yard plus receiving weekend, a touchdown, he went for five targets, three receptions for 39 yards and 5.4 points. So not that great. I will say this though, I'm patting myself on the back for my sit for the week. Derek Carr was my sit He had 142 passing yards. He was sacked six times. He had four rushes for 31 yards, pretty much, because he was running for his life. And he fumbled the ball twice for negative 1.22 points. Wow. So It's not good when you end up negative. <laughs> no, never good when you end up negative. What's crazy to think about, though, is I did pull up this stat. that So Derek Carr had the negative 1.2 points. Jared Goff had 3.7. Think about that wow. for a second. He only had four more points than Derek Carr, who was just, you know, trying to survive out there in London. Um, Yeah. So I want to jump into our stardom and sit-ems for this week. Um, Who wants to go first? Um, I guess I will. Um, So I think for my my stardom this week, um, I'm going to have to go with Robert Woods, if you've got him, because... That's a, uh, I mean, he's just an excellent player right now. The Rams are hot. They're going up against, you know, San Francisco, who it says right now is uh, 23rd in terms of pass defense. So, I mean, he's probably going to put up quite a few points. Um, in terms of Sidham, let's see. I think I would go, honestly, it's kind of it's kind of a change of pace for me. But I think I'm going to say sit James Winston because apparently Cleveland's defense is ranked 7th. Um, in in terms of like it passed defense so uh yeah sit Jameis winston <laughs> I, I i like it those are two two very solid picks especially robert woods with cooper cup possibly not playing woods yeah, and cooks say. could end up woods and cooks could end up with a very extended role this week in a very good matchup oh for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah woods is all already i mean you pretty much got to you should be starting him almost anyway. And with Cup now gone, yeah, yeah, he's he's got a benefit mm. to that for sure. And yep. uh, what do you got for this week, Kyle? Um, I'm gonna start with my my sits. Um, I think uh, Sony Michelle is someone you got to sit for New England. Everyone's high on him for sure right now, and I think Chicago will um, play some pretty some pretty tough defense. So if you got him and you got a little bit more depth at running back, I say you try taking a risk and and, and sit him this week. I, I don't think he's gonna put up much more than seven or eight points which compared to what he what he has been doing is not very well um and i also think you should be benching uh kurt cousins he's usually up there in the top he's supposed to be a big name this year and i just don't know what they're going to do this week uh, he hasn't had too much of a flow uh so we'll see uh, they're going against the jets they're kind of a kind of a wild card but i think you should be sitting uh cousins and then um who I'm thinking for starts this week. Uh, this one's kind of an obvious one, I think. Um, Kenny Galladay for the for the Lions. If you have him, you're probably liking him, and you're probably playing him anyway. Uh, but I do think he's a very good play this week. I think it should definitely be a, a, a wide receiver one uh, for his performance, especially against Miami. That they're not looking that great. Um, so I expect to see him do some do some damage for, uh, for sure. And you know, if you could pick it right. Um, I think either one of the Philadelphia running backs, Clement or uh, Smallwood, I think one of them is going to look pretty good this week. Uh, it's just really hard to tell because they, they, they mix it up a lot. But 
I think starting either one of them um, could be a big play. And I also, my, my little third, my little add-in here, uh, Breda for the Niners. I think he's going to have a good game. He wasn't even supposed to play this past Monday, and he looked pretty good. Uh, so I expect him to put up some good points against the Rams. Yeah, I was concerned to say Breda as well. Yeah, you know, uh, Breda, you know, he was a little banged up this week. Uh, but, I mean, he still came out, and he was firing. Uh, yeah, he was fast. Which I was a little surprised about because it, I know – uh, one of my good friends uh, actually started Alfred Morris, uh, thinking that Breda wasn't yeah. going to get as many touches, and he got one exactly. touch. Exactly. <laughs> so. well, yeah, that's that's where everyone was leaning towards. Someone else in my league was going to start Morris too, or or maybe even did. I don't know, but yeah, he didn't. He wasn't a factor at all. Yeah, and uh, for for me, I got my start of the week. Um, I think. For me, it's a relatively obvious one, and it might not be. It's obviously not going to be a guy like Julio or Antonio or Kamara, one of those guys. But it's a guy that if you have him, plug him in your flex. Tariq Cohen. Uh, I think he is going to have a monster week against the Pats. And the main reason why is because if you look at Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt had a uh, career week against the Pats this past Sunday. And... They allowed 185 total yards to Kareem Hunt last week. Yeah, guy's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and Cohen is a quick shifty back who has a ton of breakout speed. And in week six, Cohen had 121 total yards and a score. He had 20, 20.85 total points against a Miami team that's, I think, a little bit better at holding the run than the Pats are. But the Pats can't contain these... Uh, small, quick, either receivers or running backs, and I think they struggle there. I think Cohen goes for a big game. Um, yeah, he he's got that like Darren Sproles thing about him. He, the guy doesn't get a hell of a lot of touches, but he makes the most of them. Yes, he really does. Uh, my sit him for the week is Alex Collins, and the reason why I'm saying that is because uh, the Saints actually have the number one run defense in the NFL. They are allowing an average of 71.4 yards per game on the ground. Granted, they're making up for it by letting up a ton through the air, but <laughs> but they are very stout when it comes to stopping the run. Um, even though he had a big week six putting up two touchdowns, he actually has yet to rush for more than 70 yards this season. His highest rushing total this season was 68 yards. Um you know, and the run game as a whole could be in it for a tough matchup, like I said, with the tough run defense. And the Saints are coming off a bye week, so they're rested. You know, I, I think Alex Collins, if you got him, I would not push for a start for him. I'd leave him on your bench. Yeah, you want to start him because you probably took him kind of early. But, yeah, I mean, he's so touchdown dependent. Uh, if he doesn't get in the end zone, he's probably not going to rush for 120. So, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And that will do it for our stardom and sit'em segment. Uh, our next segment, we're, uh, we don't really have a name for it yet, but it's our scenario segment where we're going to throw scenarios at each other and, um, and see what we come up with. So I wanted to start off with you guys. Um, it's between three receivers. You have to start two and you got to sit one. And I, I want to know who you guys want to start and who do you want to sit and why. So... I'm actually Kyle. I'm going to direct this one at you. If oh, you have, oh, here we go. Here if we you go. have Tyreek Hill, Alshon Jeffrey, and Adam Thielen, who do you start and who do you sit? Because all three are coming off a big uh, week in Week Six. Who do you start and why? Oh man, 
Oh man, if you got those receivers, you're you're in good shape in your league. If you have those guys, um, man, I wish I had Thielen and I wish I had Hill. Those are my two starters for sure. Uh, Hill just approved it again this past week. I know New England's defense isn't great, but man, he really he he can find the end zone and he's he's faster than anyone else. Uh, and Thielen is just the guy's hands and his route running is unbelievable. Um, I gotta take those two. You know, Jeffrey always has some good games in there, but, um, you know, here and there he has some 30-yard, you know, games with a touchdown, but nothing ever, you know, highlight reel like uh, Thielen and Hill for sure, and I think it's going to finish number one, uh, Thielen, and two, Hill. All right. Um, I, I, li- I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a good call. Uh, Ron, what do you think about that scenario? Um, I think I have to agree. Uh, I think that Thielen would be a good one to plug in along with, um, God, why can't I think of his name right now? I just thought. Hill. Yeah, Hill, Hill. Sorry about that. Had a brain fart. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, Thielen is, is going up this week against the New York Jets. And I mean, it's, you know, it's a new and improved Jets team, but I, I still think that, you know, it's, it's a much better opportunity um, than, you know, it might be with um, uh, Alshon Jeffries this week. Um, similarly, um, I think that with, you know, Hill going up against Cincinnati, you know, they're ranked uh, pretty far down there in pass defense. They're actually 29th. So I think that if you got the chance, I'd, I'd play those two as well. And my last scenario for you guys, I'll direct this one at you, Ron. Um, you have to start two and, and then sit one. Uh, if you have Kareem Hunt, Sony Michelle, and Tariq Cohen, who do you start and who do you sit? Sony Michelle. Who was the other one? I'm sorry. Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. Well. Because all uh, three had big week six. Yeah, I'm not really sure because I only just heard of Sony Michelle this week, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, Kareem Hunt, you got to plug in anyway. I mean, he's just, if, if you've oh, got yeah. him, like, at all, yeah, you got to uh, you gotta put him in there. Um, I think, jeez, um, I guess plugging in Michelle would be a good one. He's on the Patriots, right? I just want to make yes, sure really is. quick because, like I said, just heard about him this week. Yeah, I mean you're playing on a team with, you know, just that team in general. Like, I don't, I don't see how you're, you know, going to have anything other than success. So I'd say Michelle and uh Kareem hunt. And, and yeah. what do you think there, Kyle? Yeah. Kareem hunt is the outright number one. Uh, he's just, he's continuing what he did last year, this running and, and, and catching the ball, uh, man, I wish I had him. So definitely, definitely Kareem. And I'm going to go Cohen uh, for the simple fact that it's been a long time since you could rely on a single Patriots running back. And James White's really becoming a factor. And with Edelman back and everything, there's just so many weapons in New England. And Chicago's defense is pretty good. Uh, plus, I guess I got to stick with my, my sit, right? That was that was Michelle, so I'd be going against it. Um, and I think Cohen has a pretty good shot here this week to, to get some gobble up to yards and probably get in the end zone this week. So I'm going to take uh, one... Kareem Hunt to Cohen. All right, I, I like it. And uh, do you, uh, either of you guys have a scenario for us? Yeah, I got a few here. All right, let, so let's clear it. Let's 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 assume you kind of had some quarterback misfortune this week. So if you're if you're looking down near the bottom, are you starting uh, Dak Prescott or Eli Manning? Dak Prescott. Dak against uh, in Washington, and then Eli Monday night in Atlanta. I got I got to go with Dak Prescott. Um, the reason why is in my family league, I actually had Dak Prescott on my bench this past week, 
And oh. he and he out actually outscored Jared Goff by twenty three points. Yeah, he I, he almost put up thirty, huh? Yeah, I I I gotta say, I think Dak has started to find himself, and I think he's starting to find that if he doesn't have a throw, that he's gonna run it, and that's gonna be a difference maker. I think Dak is a guy. If you have those two, I'd go with Dak all day long. Yeah, I'd agree. Dak has been a lot more uh, consistent. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, I, have I have a scenario for you. So, huh? Ron, hold on. I have okay. one more here at quarterback. This is a fun one. This is the new age one. Darnold oh, okay. or Trubisky? If you got these oh, two God. young guns, who do you go with this week? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Jeez. I got to actually go back and look and remember who the Bears were playing this week. Oh, they're playing against New England. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think this week, this week, I think I would go with Darnold. Um, I think yeah. overall I would pick Trubisky, but. I think that right now I'd, I'd go with Darnold because I feel like New York has a much better, a much uh, much better chance against Minnesota than uh, Chicago has against New England. So yeah, I'd actually have to agree with you mainly because I think Chicago will will rely more on the run game against the Pats. Uh, Pats run game is not that great. Their passing uh, defense is a lot better. They have a lot of veterans there that uh, you know can pick off Trubinsky. So I, if I were you, I would probably start Darnold over Trubinsky. Yeah, um, and I got one for you guys. It's really quick, really fun. Um, let's say theoretically that you're Sean McDermott, and you have to pick a quarterback <laughs> this week. Do you pick Derek Anderson, who's about a million years old? Uh, Nathan Peterman, who throws about let's see, I think he threw nine interceptions interceptions in his last seventy nine attempts. I think was the yeah, uh, that's statistic. So sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, or do you pick Scruffy the janitor? Oh man. I picked Derek Who's Anderson. No oh, God, we're getting into that. Oh my God, what was that? He said, "Who's their punter?" He said, "Who's their punter?" Oh, who's their punter? Uh, Bo Horquez or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. He used I just to heard be a his last name right play. back in middle school. I mean, if he was, then it didn't show last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, did you guys see that play where he no. snapped the ball? So I don't actually. It might have been the week before this, but like. They snap the ball to him. He's supposed to hold it for the kick. And he, like, takes it, and he immediately stands up like he's going to throw it. And then he goes back to, like, set it down for, like, the kick. And then, like, you know, Hauschka's standing there like, what are you doing, you idiot? And then he just, like, grabs it, and he's like, starts running with it. It gets tackled, like, immediately, and they lose the like they lose Why? the. Why do bad teams do like goofy stuff? I don't know. I don't know because it's like back when the Jets stunk and they like uh, who was it? Sanchez ran into his own lineman's ass or something. Like bad teams do weird stuff. You know there are instances of it working out. Like one time the Bills had to uh, like it was fourth down. The Bills were going to go for a punt, and then they like they faked him out, and I think they had Brian Mormon throw a pass or something like that and picked up the first down, but that was, like, literally 15 years ago, so (laughs) it's been about that long since the trick play was really that successful, so I don't know. I I just think there was, like, a miscommunication, because I think they were going to go for the field goal, and then he's, like, went into business for his own, basically. So, anyway. Now, uh, before we go, before we're done for the for the week, I I had a segment that I wanted to bring up. It was a little surprise for you guys. I wanted to see how this goes, how much time we had. Should we? I guess we're not keeping the episode. I guess we're not keeping the episode under an hour this week. (laughs) Called the more or less segment, and the way that this works is it's very similar. uh, If you watch um, fantasy football now, 
they do a segment called Red Zone where they do kind of rapid fire, like more or less than a certain amount of yards in this game or whatever. So the one that I have for you is uh, more or less. Will Patrick Mahomes score more or less than 30 fantasy points against Cincinnati? Uh, more. Less. Really? That's I, I I had a feeling someone would at least say more. I thought you both were going to say more. But I'm... I mean, it's, it's easy to, right? But I mean, 26, mm. 28 is still pretty dang good. And considering what Hunt and, and the running game could do, he just might not have the chance to get to 30, you know, before they're up by 20. No, that's a fair point. You're absolutely right. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So that is actually going to do it for us for this week's episode of Ride the Pine. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate the love and the support. Please make sure to go check us out on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Um, also, uh, if you're feeling especially generous, please go to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash Ride the Pine. Also, uh, Ron, uh, I know you wanted to tell our listeners about our uh, new uh, merchandise that we got out there now. Ah, uh, yes. If you go to tpublic.com backslash user backslash ride the pine, you will find that on that page we have these wonderful magical t shirts and hoodies and pillows and coffee mugs and stickers. Yes, stickers that you can slap on your laptop and it may make it last a, another year or so. I can't really make that claim legally, but I'm going but, to but say it that could. you could it try. Could help. Yeah. It may protect you your know. phone more. You never yeah. know. And then yeah. there's we do iPhone. have phone cases. I was going to say there are phone cases, cases too. <laughs> yeah. So check it out. They're all pretty reasonably priced and you'll be helping out our show a little bit. So it would be uh, greatly appreciated if you, uh, if you want to, you know, wrap our brand a little bit. So again, that is uh, from all of us here at ride the pine. That is going to do it for this week. Uh, tune in next week for episode 15. We will be uh, recapping week seven uh, and diving into some week eight. Um, football talk and you know we're gonna almost be at the halfway point so uh thank you again guys for tuning in and we will catch y'all next week have a great one have a good week guys by the way nice job dan switching back to cowboy at the end there really brings it full circle yeah no problem he sure did he sure did there didn't you wrong yeah yeah he sure did all right partners talk to you later